Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. Or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast. We're going to try to talk you off the ledge. The season, don't worry, it's not canceled, although a bad, bad, bad loss to the Oakland Raiders on Monday night. We're going to discuss what went right what went wrong and whose fault is it here today on the podcast? But first, I want to talk about our friends over there at, well, PFF, Pro Football Focus. If you're like me, you used the green line this weekend and, well, maybe it paid off a little bit. But I tell you what, Pro Football Focus, they are helping you win in fantasy and, of course, in some of the pickums as well, too, when it comes to. Well, making sure you have the highest confidence to beat the spread, money line, and over under with green line game picks. And of course, you can join the PFF Elite, save 25% off your order with, well, the promo code PFF25. Make sure you use that promo code PFF25. Join PFF at PFF.com. Get a great code. And then, of course, if you play fantasy, well, sit back and follow Jeff Ratcliffe's expert rankings all season long. Don't waste another season guessing which players to. Draft or fade. Use PFF Analytics to optimize every draft pick trade offer and DFS lineup today. Sign up at PFF.com and use promo code PFF25. Broncos lose 24-16 to the Oakland Raiders on Monday night, the debut of many, including Vance Joseph, or excuse me, Vic Fangio. (laughs) Certainly looked like the defense kind of looked like it was coached by Vance Joseph, huh? Um, let's start there. I want to talk about what went right and what went wrong with all the units. And we'll start with the defense because that was the glaring one for me. Okay. The Oakland Raiders had their way in the first half and I I will give the Raiders credit on this. Uh, First of all, I like Josh Jacobs a lot. And also Derek Carr just has that. He seemingly has the formula to beat the Denver Broncos, 11 touchdowns, four interceptions, a completion percentage of about 65%, and those are career numbers against Denver. And Denver's relatively had a good pass rush for the majority of the time that Derek Carr's been a Raider. So he clearly has figured out how to beat the Broncos, and it's that quick passing. It's the death by paper cuts. It's the three-step drop, ball's out. Ball is out at the height of his drop back, and it really is crucial to get the ball out of your hands because then it nullifies that pass rush, and then all of a sudden they're not as effective. Now, he kind of is a perfect mold for that where other quarterbacks maybe not so much, but Derek Carr played very well against the defense, 22-26, 259, and a touchdown. The Broncos' defense, they could not stop. Josh Jacobs, who had 100-plus yards total, Jacobs, 23 carries, 85 yards, and had the two touchdowns. Of course, they 
Also allow a 100-yard receiver in Tyrell Williams. Williams catches six passes for 105 yards, and the touchdown, maybe more importantly, against Isaac Yadam just about every single time. Uh, what do you say? I mean, here's the thing. Zero turnovers, zero sacks. That should not be the stat line for a Vic Fangio-led defense. And I said this on the podcast many times back in, I think it was late June, early July, and I mentioned this also on air on the radio show, which, by the way, you can catch the radio show Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on Mile High Sports. That's the Ronnie K Show. Be sure to go check it out there. Where we're always reacting about the Broncos. I, I said this multiple times where this is a team that if they don't see great defense, people are going to outrage because there's almost an expected expectation of, okay, they've got great talent on paper. Bradley Chubb, Von Miller, Chris Harris, Cream Jackson, Bryce Callahan. I mean, name them. They're all pretty solid talents. Derek Wolf, Shelby Harris. If they don't have great defense right out of the bat, right out of the gate, right off the bat, they are going to struggle. And they're going to see a lot of criticism because Vic Fangio is supposed to bring this top five defense. He's supposed to be the mastermind. And a couple of weeks go by, people are really going to wonder, well, I thought this guy's specialty was defense, right? And I mentioned this multiple times in the idea of, look, things are not going to come immediately. They are going to have rust. And yeah, a lot of that has to do with Vic Fangio, but certainly uh, they got beat up really, really bad. And I tell you what, I think the Oakland Raiders were absolutely amped for that game. I believe it was a former Denver sports coach in Doug Moe, who always used to say, who, who coached the Nuggets for a while, uh, Doug Moe always used, used to say, I never want to play a team who has that adrenaline rush after some sort of loss or facing a de- adversity or or uh, an injured player went down, you know, because the, there's this weird team rally dynamic. And I think the Oakland Raiders had that. I think the Oakland Raiders offense, really particularly the offense, wanted to come out and prove to everybody they did not need Antonio Brown. Look, when it comes to the Antonio Brown distraction, that was very focused on Antonio Brown. I don't think it disrupted anybody in the locker room or anybody when it comes to who's still on the team and pitting them against each other. It was very much just this dude's a weirdo and he's a clown and I don't know why he's acting like this, but I'm glad he's gone. Let's show everybody why we're a pretty darn good offense without him. And I think there was a little bit of that rallying cry because the Oakland Raiders came out and they punched the Denver Broncos in the mouth and the Broncos never reacted. They never recovered. They looked knocked out. They looked phased ever since the first drive, and particularly on defense, they really, really struggled. Obviously, Isaac Yadam had a very brutal day. Look, I have defended Isaac Yadam before. I have said that this is going to be one of the better players who breaks out this year. I think he's better than what showed on Monday night. I really do. I I, I would ask the that people give patience to this guy. Uh, it was a bad situation, no doubt, and make no mistake, he played horribly. But I think he's better than that. I think he is a better corner than than what he showed against the Oakland Raiders on Monday night. Josie Jewell ends up being the leading tackler. He was kind of everywhere, just um, really making some solid tackles, by the way. Josie Jewell, 14 uh, and 7 of being to- solos uh, on the game. Kareem Jackson with 7 tackles. Von Miller with 5. And then a plethora of players at 4 and under. This is a Denver team that didn't generate any sort of pass rush, and that's where... 
A lot of the criticism is coming, I think, this morning is the fact that, look, Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, and you couldn't get a quarterback sack. By the way, not a quarterback hit. That's a problem. That is, you did not touch Derek Carr all night long. And for a defense that's got this kind of talent, you know, a little bit of that falls on the players too. I mean, you've got to talk about, you got to execute better. And you've got to get to the point where, your job is to get to the quarterback. And there were multiple opportunities where they could, and they just didn't win their matchup. So certainly uh, the defense did not look great. There is a lot to dislike, but look, you have an opportunity on a short week to come on back around, and Mitchell Trubisky did not look good against the Green Bay Packers on Thursday night. You put together a nice little game and stopped Mitchell Trubisky, and uh, maybe get the season back on track. All of a sudden, we have a little bit of newfound confidence in this team. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast, of course, presented by our friends over there at Pro Football Focus. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R O N N I E, the letter K radio on Twitter. When we come back, I want to chat a little bit about this Broncos offense. What went right? What went wrong? So again, it's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap and 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Chef Andrea Varela and that locally sourced rotating seasonally fair is just tremendous. Go on over there to Tap 14 on the web. That's tap14.com. Broncos offense, I tell you what, this was probably maybe one of the very few positives in the game, I actually thought Joe Flacco played a very nice game. 21 for 31, 268 with a touchdown. Uh, problem is, is he has the dropped touchdown in the end zone by Deshaun Hamilton. He finishes with a quarterback rating of 105. He had an offensive line that was just not very good, guys. I'm telling you what, this is going to be a problem, and we'll see about Jawan James in that injury situation. He sustained the knee injury. Elijah Wilkinson came in on the right side and uh, did somewhat of a better job, if you will, but Look, offensive line, very porous. Going to be a problem this year. We are beating a dead horse on this discussion, unfortunately, because we have talked about it. The Broncos running the football in the first half was just not very good. They were averaging team-wise around the 2.83.1 range, which is just not going to get it done in this offense. And I was very curious to see if Denver could get back into this game because this was going to have to be one of those rally around Flacco's arm type games to get you back into the game where usually we see if Flacco throws the ball 40, 45, 50 times and the run game's not there, that's a recipe for disaster. Well, good adjustment, and I'll say this, good adjustments from the coaching staff in the second half because they continued to run the ball and then they started to see some success. They finish as a team with 4.1 on the ground now. Um, I, I'm going to be honest, it's a little skewed on two carries as Joe Flacco ended up having a carry that was on the sneak. And then Noah Fant had the very awkward handoff that minus five yards to start the game. I will be 100% great if I never see that play again. Uh, I, and, and look, that may be a little bit of Rich Scangarello having his first opportunity to, you know, ha- be the offensive coordinator, be the guy and little geeked up. Maybe somebody who got a little excited last time he called plays was for Wagner and you know, it's just not the NFL and maybe you want to get a little cutesy to start the game. And uh, it just, it made no sense. It, it completely threw off the first drive 
and they resulted, of course, in a punt. But ending on the day, Royce Freeman, 10 carries, 56 yards. Philip Lindsay had 11 for 43. And so the, ru- the rushing attack did get better in that second half, and they really started to gain ground and yardage on by the chunks. And, and that's great to see because if they can do that and continue to establish the run, then that opens things up for Flacco to throw the deep ball, who, of course, connected with Emmanuel Sanders on a deep pass for 53. Cortland Sutton had a nice little 30-yard gain as well, too. Sutton finished with the most targets on the game, eight of them. Cortland Sutton finishing seven catches for a buck 20. Not too bad for Cortland Sutton as, um, you know, some wanted to say it was his debut or his breaking out. I think Cortland Sutton is on everybody's radar because he's a big body, higher draft pick, and somebody who, look, paired with Joe Flacco, a lot of people think that this guy could put up some big numbers this year. It was really nice to see Emmanuel Sanders out there, and and look, obviously we have followed the injury in detail, and somehow this guy has come back at such a short stint and is is playing like Regular Emmanuel Sanders, five catches, 86, and of course had the touchdown on a nice little play, little veteran move, kind of maybe got away with a little push off, but hey, you know, Emmanuel, he he worked hard to get back to there. I'm going to give him that freebie there. Uh, Noah Fant looked, uh, uh, he looked okay, solidly as a receiver, struggled as a blocker, had two holding calls, and and certainly somebody who looked, I, I think maybe a little bit, I don't want to say unfair, but put him in a tough position, tough position. This was a Noah Fant that, look, had to almost, there were several times where he, it looked like they almost asked him to block like an offensive lineman. And and that's because because they basically had no offensive line. And so, look, tight end's not going to be able to do that of, of any caliber. And Noah Fant somewhat held his ground, but obviously called for the holding penalties uh, at the time there. Uh, Joe Flacco, overall, I think, did a pretty nice job with what he was dealing with. Uh, the play calling was just not good. Um, Rich Gangarello in, in several times, I thought the third down play where Flacco was sacked earlier could have been a better play call as opposed to looking for the deep shot and deep routes. Look, you know you're in field goal range. You know you have points. Just go ahead and at least get those. Don't ask your your offense to do too much. The Noah Fant play was a baffling play call, and of course everybody talking about the goal line situation where you're finally moving the ball. You're finally getting into the Oakland red zone in the second half. And then you call a very mysterious play call in a formation that I, I can only describe as just terrible. Uh, you line up several of your larger wide receivers, I guess as blockers with the thought process that look, we have more blockers than there are defenders. The problem is, is it was so cluttered. You had no opportunity to go anywhere. I think it was Royce Freeman who caught that pass. It just burned the film. That was just a bad play call. And again, too cutesy, and and hate is such a strong word, but I, I just, I hate when, and I see this about all coordinators, coaches, when you get into the red zone, and then you play, you call these very cutesy, weird jump passes, and weird formations, and you know what, just do what got you there, and run the rock, your offensive line is winning in the trenches, you got a Royce Freeman who is a bulldozer who can run guys over. Run rock. I mean, just get into the end zone by doing what got you there. And what got you there, what got you to the dance was running the rock. And then all of a sudden change, you have this incompletion. And then you try to go back to the run on second down and then you're stuffed. And then all of a sudden 
Now you're facing third and long on a uh, goal to go situation in a red zone that, of course, well, the the everything gets tightened up and defenses play a little bit closer. And so um, you obviously have the big drop by Deshaun Hamilton. That just can't happen. And I have to ask the question. I have to ask the question. Does River Craycraft drop that pass? Does Jawan Winfrey drop that pass? Who was left uh, off the roster? You know, we've talked about Deshaun Hamilton before. And I, I think most people said this guy was going to make the roster solely because of his draft status. I have to be honest, Deshaun Hamilton, and I've said this multiple times on the podcast before, he has not shown you anything in preseason and anything in, in practice training camp that said, man, this guy should absolutely have a roster spot. Uh, hasn't made so many plays. That doesn't mean he shouldn't get a roster spot, but I will say this. It has been a very poor start to the 2019 season for Deshaun Hamilton, who really has not showed you a lot at the wide receiver position. And, of course, that came at the expense of a roster spot now to some other players who were sure-handed in preseason and in training camp. So, little unfortunate. Drops happen. They're at a real unopportune time. Uh, thin ice, Deshaun Hamilton is on. Uh, by the way, Tim Patrick sustaining a injury and uh, spotted, I believe, per Nikki Javala of The Athletic with a hand cast on after the game. Obviously, the injury to Juwan James will be keeping you updated as well, too, on that because that is a big deal as well, too. It's a Broncos Blitz podcast, of course, presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a up, skipping and jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap and 100 Colorado distilled spirit. Chef Andrea Varela and that locally sourced rotating seasonally fair is just tremendous. Head on over there to Tap 14. That's Tap 14 on the web, tap14.com. Overall, um, look, this disappointing loss. Disappointing loss. I think a lot of people are, oh, the mood today is mad. The mood today is pissed. The mood today is, for me, disappointed. It's disappointed. It's, it's disappointed in the fact that you had five preseason games. You had five preseason games to make sure that the offense is not rusty, a new offense with a new quarterback, a new scheme, and a new offensive coordinator, and yet you still come out looking very rusty. It's disappointing in the fact that Vic Fangio has all this talent in Bradley Chubb and Von Miller and Chris Harris Jr. and Justin Simmons, we we talk about it all the time, and a lot of people would argue nationally they got a lot of talent, and yet you could not stop, nay, you couldn't even adjust to some of the things that the Raiders were doing, and that's really disappointing to see because, look, with all due respect to Oakland, this is a team that roster-wise, Derek Carr's a nice little quarterback, Josh Jacobs, a rookie. Tyrell Williams, a cast-off from another team in the in the division, the Chargers. Daryl Waller, uh, Foster Moreau, Ryan Grant. I mean, there, there's not a lot of big names on this offense, and yet it just seemed like the Broncos were never giving any resistance to the Oakland Raiders and um, big issues, big issues that they're going to have to deal with very, very quickly as they have a short week coming back. Of course, Chicago coming up this weekend, this Sunday, it is their opportunity at home to get right, but boy, if they fall down 0-2 all of a sudden, we're talking about a season that could be spiraling out of control very, very quickly for this Denver Broncos team, as I had them with high expectation this year. Um, really disappointed to see what happened in week one in a game that I had them winning, and look, I thought was a gimme game for them in the Oakland Raiders. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast, of course, presented by our friends over there at Tap 14. 
1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. And like I mentioned, you can still sign up for Pro Football Focus at PFF.com. Use the promo code PFF25 to save 25% off your order at PFF.com. Follow Jeff Ratcliffe's great analysis over there all year long. Here's the thing. You use the green line on the PFF Elite for money picks and which teams you you have a lot of confidence in when it comes to picking straight up or against the spread. And then, of course, for fantasy, who should you be picking up? Who should you be releasing? And, of course, maybe even some trade analysis. Follow that over there with Jeff Radcliffe at Pro Football Focus at PFF.com. For more info on the Broncos and analysis, be sure to visit MileHighSports.com. You can follow me on Twitter. At Ronnie K Radio, that's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. And then, of course, always at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com for more analysis on the Broncos. Three up, three down, our three keys, all that good stuff. Player profiles, interviews, discussions, and, well, of course, the radio show. Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on MileHighSports.com. Of course, you can well stream that show. And, of course, locally here in Denver, Listen on FM 104.7 and AM 1340. We're all done for the Broncos Blitz podcast. Be sure to tune into previous archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. And, of course, the all-new Mile High Sports mobile app where you can take this podcast on the go while you're on the way to work. Be sure to tune in. And, of course, if you want to react to anything you hear on the podcast or if you have questions, be sure to hit me up on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. Disappointing loss for the Broncos, 24-16 to the Raiders. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of the Daily Broncos Blitz podcast, reacting to not only this game, but then turning the page and looking forward as, again, short week for the Broncos, the Chicago Bears coming into town, old friend, well, the Bears from Vic Fangio. He's got a chance to rebound and get his first win as a head coach in the NFL this Sunday at Empower Field at Mile High. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast. Of course, find more archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast, previous discussions, player profiles, interviews, all that good stuff. It's going to be at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. See you, all Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.